This is three and five on SLC Management Podcast. Hi, everybody. Thanks for dialing into this episode of three and five. This is Steve Peacher. I'm president of SLC Management. I'm really happy to have Randall Malcolm with us today. He's a lead portfolio manager on our Canadian bond desk, managing both the general account at Sun Life, but also portfolios for institutions around Canada. Randall, thank you for taking a few minutes today. Thanks for having me, Steve. You know, one of the things that you see uh, in the press today reported on daily is inflation. So we see many different measures of inflation going up. But something that's a bit odd, at least from my perspective, is that over the last couple of months, while inflation measures have been accelerating, interest rates have actually been coming down. So help, help us understand that. Yeah, Steve, it's been a tremendous year this year with the change in sentiment this year, really in the first quarter versus the second quarter was pretty amazing. At the start of the year, inflation, much more of a concern. And that, in the second quarter, really morphed into more concerns about economic growth. In the first quarter, it felt like the markets were starting to anticipate a clean break from the virus. But unfortunately, pandemics don't just disappear. We're not fully vaccinated until we're all vaccinated, unfortunately. You know, as the variants have places to fester, we're likely to continue to see the variants like Delta that are highly transmissible and can overcome resistance still working their magic, unfortunately. And it's really, right now, it's in your face with the Olympics right now. It's a daily reminder that COVID is still an issue globally. We've seen some really unique market items throughout this last year and a half we've been in COVID or so. It's really unprecedented central bank intervention through quantitative easing. We've seen significant changes in consumption patterns globally and challenges in the supply chain like shipping and labor market supply issues and volatile commodity prices to boot, really. There's still a significant amount of savings in the system. And we see this through traditional asset values. We see bond values inflated. We also see equity values relatively inflated. But we also see evidence of excess in non-traditional asset classes, like we've seen non-fungible tokens, and we've seen uh, alternative currencies as well. So with additional consumer savings building, it seems like we could see businesses have a bit more flex to pass through higher supply costs to final consumers. Throughout this whole time, though, central banks continue to push the narrative that inflation is transitory and manageable, and that they need to err on the side of higher inflation to promote a more inclusive recovery. It really feels like the markets have bought into this narrative. Right now, we see break-even 10-year inflation protection in Canada RRBs at 170. That's actually below the 20-year average of 1.8. It's 55 basis points below the U.S. tips as well. And it's well below current headline inflation. So we are seeing markets really buying into this, the narrative that we have inflation being transitory and very manageable. You know, when you look at, think about interest rates, interest rates have come down lately, but they are higher than they were at the beginning of the year, which is which means that the curve, the shape of the curve has steepened. The shape of the interest rate curve is something I know as a bond investor, you think a lot about. What are your expectations for the shape of that curve if you look out say, a year or more from now? I think we think about it in two phases. Uh, Right now, we can think about a short-term and a long-term horizon. I mean, we think policy is definitely going to remain accommodative for longer than usual as our central banks seek that inclusive recovery for the first time. We're really starting to see some, some of the abnormal policies for abnormal times kind of ebbing away as we slowly return to a more normal economy, though. You know, the central banks, the Fed has started talking about decreasing their quantitative easing programs, and the Bank of Canada has already begun this process. So in the near term, we could see the longer terms of the yield curve moving higher, 
in both Canada and the U.S. and the curve steepening out, as a significant buyer disappears from the federal markets in both the U.S. and Canada, and the markets revert back from a bit more of a technical valuation to a focus on economic fundamentals that we really haven't seen in some time. Taper is expected to happen as well well in advance of really any uh, central bank overnight rates normalizing. Overnight rates really aren't expected to move until late 2022 or early 2023. When the overnight rates begin to move to more normal levels, the growth should level out a bit as the stimulus moves out of the market, and we should see the yield curve get a little bit flatter at that time. So first, Steve, I think we see it steepening out, mainly driven by the long end, and then we see it flattening out, driven more by the short end. Brandon, let's talk a little bit about credit spreads, obviously a market you're very focused on. And we've seen credit spreads tighten dramatically over the course of the pandemic, maybe more than people would have expected because the economies have done better than people have expected. Do you think that credit spreads can continue to rally or do you think that credit is overvalued? Well, from a global perspective, Steve, uh, U.S. and European credit spreads are very tight by historical standards. Canadian credit may have still have some room to tighten, But realistically, when you consider how the credit quality of the North American market has evolved and how the duration has extended, the risk in credit is higher overall. We're at very tight spreads across North America, not even considering the changes in the market. And one of the biggest changes has been the trend in credit quality in the indices. It's been declining overall in terms of ratings as issuers continue to find a more receptive audience for lower rated credits in the lower interest rate environment we've been in for some time now. So investors, you know, as rates go down, investors look more and more to add to their yield as rates fall. While there's still value in individual credits, the risks are certainly skewed to widening spreads. So investors need to be very selective. It's not unusual right now to see corporate credit spreads trading actually tighter than they were in their pre-COVID levels. So uh, one uh, final question, Randall, that has nothing to do with interest rates. I was surprised to find out that you're this conservative bond guy, but you happen to be also be an enthusiastic motocross racer. So what, I, what, what everyone wants to know is how did you get into uh, motocross? <laughs> well, Steve, I've done it since I was a kid, and it was my kind of dream to have a, a few different motocross bikes. And my family is luckily also into the motocross. So uh, we do get out there as a family and we ride through the trails and the tracks and uh, we just have a great time. Well, I'm uh, going to definitely be looking for you the next time I'm watching the X Games. So Randall, thanks <laughs> for taking the time to explain some of the anomalies in the fixed income markets. And thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of 3 and 5. Thanks very much for having me, Steve. <laughs>